the Tigers drop a really gross game to the Boston Red Sox. You are Locked on Tigers, your daily Detroit Tigers podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of Locked on Tigers. I'm, of course, your host, Scott Bentley. Today is Thursday, April 14th, 2022. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, that I mean, that was a game, right? That was certainly a game that was played. Tigers drop a, a just disgusting baseball game. To the Boston Red Sox, drop it seven to nine on Wednesday afternoon. Uh, Erod gets the start. I I mean, goodness gracious, man, what a what a what a gross baseball game. <laughs> Pouring rain for the beginning, the first what probably two or three innings of the game. Uh, well, I mean, until yeah, the first I guess four innings of the game it was raining pretty hard then it let up a little bit in the middle innings and then by the ninth it was raining pretty hard again um just a a, a gross game a gross game uh the Tigers look man I understand this team had the highest expectations that a Tigers team has had in over half a decade um I mean, for some kids, if you're in middle school or high school, this is like the best the Tigers have been in like your like memory, depending on how young you are. Right. So like I understand that that everybody wants this team to be really good right away. And, and oh, you know, we, we should be we should be beating a lot of these teams. We should be playing better. This is not correlated to today's game this is just like a side note because today's game we absolutely should have played better that was a that was a garbage performance especially there in the first four innings but you gotta have some just sense and, and understanding that we are six games in to an 162 game season six games if we, if this stretch of baseball was played in the middle of July, people would be like, all right, well, we went two and four in a six-game stretch. We played pretty crappy for two of the games. Whatever, let's try to get back on the horse. But because it's the start of the season, and this is all we have so far, this team, everybody's freaking out. It's going to be okay. I'm not saying that this is going to be a playoff team. I'm not saying that this is going to be a, a, an 87, 86, 88 win team. But, I mean, we... <laughs> We got to have a, a little bit of foresight and just understand we are six games in. There is 156 games. 156 games left. That's a lot. <laughs> That's an awful lot. You know what I'm saying? So before we get any further, that's all. That's all we got. Okay? Everybody's good. Six games in. 
having two bad games is not an indication that the whole season's over. We all understand. Okay, cool. This game was a train wreck. Absolute train wreck. Seven and nine. Look, I'll I'll say I'll say this. They showed fight. You gotta respect the fight. And I also put something out there on, on the Twitter sphere that I want to clarify because Twitter doesn't give me enough characters. So I'm I'm a I'm an over explainer. That's why they gave me a job here. I I, I over explain and, and talk too much. Always did, even in school, always get in trouble for it. So but but Twitter just they they can't stand me. They they Twitter hates him, right? It's just like, oh, we're gonna put a we're gonna put a character limit on it so that you can't say what you want. Yeah, okay. I said something along the lines of you should not take anything from this game with even any remote value going forward because it was horrible conditions, like standing water in the field at, at some spots. Uh, and, and this is no fault to the ground crew. We have one of the best ground crews in all of baseball. It's just horrible weather, right? So we have we have like standing water at some points. We have Erod basically falling off the mound. I mean, literally had to go back and redig the mound like after every single pitch at one point there in the third or fourth inning. Um, yeah, dude's calling time three or four times in that bat so that they can wipe the water off their brim and, and, and wipe off the baseball bat. I mean, you, you can't take anything with this game as an indication of the talent level of any player in, in this game for either team. Now, what that doesn't mean is that, oh, we lost. That's just an excuse. See you later, whatever. It, it, this loss doesn't matter. This loss doesn't count because the weather was bad. That's not what I was trying to say. You got outplayed. And the Red Sox, at the end of the day, were playing in the same weather as you. That's unacceptable. A, a, a special, I mean... Some of the stuff we did this game is mind-bogglingly horrible. Mind-bogglingly? That's got to not be a word, right? Whatever. It was bad. So as a team performance, I completely agree that both teams were playing in the same weather. There's no reason you should get pumped like you did in the early innings like that just because of a little bit of rain. What I'm saying is on an individual player performance, I don't think Candelario is a horrible defender because of the play he made. Was it a horrible play? Yes. Did it cost us the game? Yes. Do I think that Jamer is going to be making throwing errors once every six games all year? No. Right? We also, on top of all that, Robbie Grossman, Javi Baez, Miguel Cabrera, all not in the lineup. Miggy got a uh, pinch hit opportunity later. Looked horrible in that at-bat. So it's it's a fine line to walk. I feel like I've used the fine line analogy like 50 times already this season. But it's a fine line to walk between none of this matters, we should just throw this game out of the window and just completely forget it, versus I am not going to – I don't think Erod's garbage. He's not. He's good. But he had to get four outs in an inning where he couldn't grip a baseball. It happens. Should he have been better? Y- yeah. He ended up giving up, what, seven total runs? 
but only two of them were earned. His ERA is only getting knocked for two runs. So there, there's a fine line to walk there. And, and, and I just, I'm trying my best to walk it myself. And I, and I encourage everybody else to, to, to just try and, and, uh, and view it from, from that perspective as well. The just, it's a fine line. You can understand that the team was garbage. You can understand that the first four innings were horrible baseball being played while also realizing, I, I, I don't think some of these dudes are as bad as they were because they didn't perform in these horrible conditions with three starters out of the game. All right. Okay. Let's get into the actual game breakdown. But first, I got to tell y'all about betonline.net. Betonline.net is your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, nudes, including this year's basketball playoff and the start of the Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. All right, everybody. We are back here for segment two at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts. That's including YouTube. Also, be sure to check out Lockdown MLB Prospects. Host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. He is also free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, just like us. Um, okay, so let's just let's start with Ed. Let's start with Erod. Uh, this performance was not nearly as bad as everybody who was running around you know, freaking out like the sky was falling, was making it sound like. It was not that bad of a performance. Um, in the first three innings, I actually thought he was shoving. I thought he looked fantastic. Had nine whiffs in three and two-thirds. That's an incredibly good number. Uh, that That is tied for the highest that any starter has had for the Tigers this season. I know it's a relatively low bar. The starting pitching hasn't been very good. However, it's a really solid number for that few of innings pitched and, and for getting pulled that early. Um, 90.7 av- average exit velocity. That number went up a lot after the Candelario error, so we're going to take that with a slight grain of salt. Um, I, I mean, 15 foul balls in three and two-thirds. Like, uh, just... It, it's it, it was just a ridiculous game, man. And like I said, I, I actually thought the first three innings, I, I thought he was he was shoving, shoving. Like I thought he was he looked really, really good, and, and he did. Uh, his pitch mix was really solid. And then at some point, when you can barely grip a baseball, you just go, okay, well, I think I'm just gonna probably throw fastballs because that's all I can really grip. And the other team knows that, and they do what they did. Um, and he had to get four outs that inning. I don't want to sound like an apologist because he, he didn't look like he, he probably should have gotten out of the inning sooner as is. But at the same time, uh, I am going to be a little bit of apologist because I, I think it's ridiculous to just assume that everybody can get, you know, recover after an error like that, a, a really brutal error on a routine ground ball to third base. That again, I don't think Candy's that bad of a defender, but 
the weather, whatever. I know Boston was playing in it too. They didn't do all that. I agree with you. I still think it's pitiful. The first four innings, I think were a joke. I think it's pretty embarrassing. The performance that we put up in the first three innings, four innings. Um, but again, uh, I'm just saying going forward, my opinion of Erod does not change based on this game. I think that's pretty short-sighted and honestly ridiculous. If you let this start specifically influence your opinion of Eduardo Rodriguez going forward, same with candy, same with everybody, except Austin Meadows, Austin Meadows is just not going to be a good defender. It could have been a, a brisk 75 with not a cloud in the sky. Austin Meadows ain't catching those balls in left field. We kind of went over that. He's just not a very good defender. And it comes with the ter territory. But he's batting like 450 right now, so you'll kind of take it. You know what I mean? So with Ed, like I said, he got really fastball heavy, especially when the rain started coming down because he kind of have to. And that just led to what happened. Wasn't a great performance. Not going to say that. <laughs> Not going to come on here and say that uh, that that the performance start to finish was very good, but I did think in the first couple of innings at least uh, he, he did look really good, and then it just fell apart when the error happened, and then no left field defense, and then it just kept going and going and going. Uh, as far as everybody else that pitched in this game, Ronnie Garcia I didn't think looked that bad. I, I was kind of uh, – uh, not, you know, not that he he looked incredible by any stretch, but he, you know, I, I didn't think he looked that bad. I didn't think he looked that bad. Uh, now, the bar for Ronnie for me personally is is not uh, incredibly high, I guess I'll say. But I, I was impressed. Sure, Ronnie Garcia, not a, not a horrible uh, performance. Didn't give up any runs. Shout out Ronnie Garcia. Drew Hutchinson. I think we all kind of know what Drew Hutchinson is at this point. Not really, uh, not, not really gonna, nothing he can do will really change my opinion of him one way or the other, uh, unless he was to go like a month without giving up a run or something ridiculous. I'm pretty much just gonna expect the same thing when Drew Hutchinson comes into a game and that's just being a, what a four, a depth piece, I guess, uh, the slider I thought looked pretty good today. The fastball wasn't really fooling anybody, but the slider was, I right, sure. Um, who else pitched? Oh, and then Greg, I forgot to send my Gregory Soto tweet, by the way. Um, I, I'm just now realizing Greg had the same problem that he's had all season so far. And that's that his heat is just going right down the middle. Now, again, pretty bad conditions today. Nobody wanted to be out there. Um, and, and the Red Sox were playing in the same conditions. Yes, and that's why their reliever sucked too and let us back into the game. Uh, so, horrible conditions, all that, but that's been a problem with him more so than just today, so it's something you kind of have to look at. Uh, his heat just is all in the middle of the zone right now. To start off this season, all of his 100-mile-an-hour sinker, his, his four-seam when he wants to throw it, it's all just at the, over the heart of the plate. The slider... I thought it looked solid, and he, he gets that pretty low and, and was able to move that horizontally as well. But the, the heat today, man, was it was it was all hard of the plate. And, and for as much as you can say, oh, like, you know, bad conditions, he couldn't grip the ball. Well, in, in better conditions, the hitters probably park some of those too. But it, it's tough on hitters as well. Um, 
so yeah, all around pitching performances. I mean, again, not saying it's an excuse for the team, not saying it's an excuse to, to have that poor of a first four innings as they did, but I'm not going to, I'm I'm not going to change my opinion of any of these dudes because of how they pitched in, in today's game. That's just not going to happen. You had a horrible defense behind you. You, you, you had a hard time gripping the ball yourself. Not ideal for anybody. It sucks, but it happens. It's part of baseball. You should be able to overcome it. I completely agree, but clearly not everybody can and that that's what happened so it is what it is that that's pretty much my my outlook on on a lot of what happened this game one thing though really really added some excitement to this game the offense late in general but one specific home run I think riled everybody up and we'll get into that right after this all right everybody Welcome back to our third and final segment here at Locked on Tigers. Thanks for making Locked on Tigers your first listen every day. Free and available wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube. Uh, Spencer Torkelson finally went Yabo, baby. And I, I'm, I'm so excited now. I'm so excited. I think he finally has that, that you know, like the weight off his shoulders and, and just that, that weight off his back, man. He finally got the hit. And on top of that, Finally got the first career home run, uh, ripped it 106 miles an hour off the bat, almost just under, uh, went just shy of 400 feet over the bullpen into the, into the seats in left field, absolutely cranked the ball. So really good to see that turned on a, on a heater up and in, um, he's here, baby. He's here. And I'm super, super pumped. I'm so excited because now I think the ball gets rolling. I think now he, he's getting the timing down. You know what I mean? He's got that. He, he's got the, the the fastball timing down. He's kind of was patient for a little bit. He's seeing the zone, trying to figure out where he, he can fit in. And I think now it's time to attack. And I'm really, really excited about the future because he also had an, another. He ripped a ball into the outfield that was very hard hit and had an expected batting average of well over 500. Probably should have been a hit. And it was just right at the corner outfielder. So I think that is it, the timing's here and the swing is here. And I think now the aggressiveness can start to come because he's not just waiting back and kind of seeing everything. I think he's going to start to pounce a lot more. And I'm really, really pumped for now the the, the Spencer Torkelson resurgence. Uh, Jonathan Scope homer this game, awesome. He looked really solid. I thought all of his at-bats were really good. Maybe the, the last one in the eighth wasn't great, but – um, I, I was pretty pretty impressed with with Scopey's abs today. Uh, like I said at the beginning, no Miggy, Javi, or Robbie to start off this game at the time of this recording. Robbie Grossman was negative on all of his tests and like X rays and all that stuff. However, they are still he didn't play. Obviously, as you all know, um, they're still being cautious with it, and apparently. By Thursday, if he gets another day off Thursday, they're just going to throw him on the IL. Daz Cameron is already up from Toledo. He has not been put on the roster, but he is in Detroit, basically just like waiting for Robbie Grossman to be put on the IL, and then it's going to be Daz Cameron. So for cautionary, for precautionary reasons, Daz is already up here. They, they, they will not hesitate to put Robbie on the IL if he doesn't suit up on Thursday. 
Uh, do we even play Thursday? I, I genuinely don't even know. Let's check really quickly. Yes, we do. Okay, so I can say that and it makes sense. All right, I was really scared we had an off day Thursday and, and our the Royal Series didn't start till Friday. Um, so just uh, just something to look out for. And now we know we don't have to talk about all the hypotheticals. We know for a fact if Robbie goes to the IL, bingo, bango, it's Daz Cameron. Um, who else hit this game? Jamer, I thought, looked really good at the plate. Obviously did not look very good in the field. But I, I thought he looked really good at the plate. Um, that that double late, he just a, a heater with tail at his eyes going away, and he just still turned on it and and got a double off it. Dude is unreal. I'm really pumped for the full season that he can put together. Um, Hidden Harold, let's give Hidden Harold his credit. Was in at shortstop this game for Javi. Uh, Javi didn't play because he had a sore thumb, by the way. Not a Miggy's was a scheduled day off. Robbie, we've talked about Javi sore thumb. So those are the reason for those three not playing. Um, but yeah, hitting Harold, man, two for three, two for four with a walk. I mean, what a dog, what a dog. My, my 300 batting average yet somehow still a sub 700 OPS King. I don't even know how he is a real person, but it is remarkable, and I love him to death. Uh, yeah, I, I thought the offense just as a whole for the first, like we talked about, outside of the scope, Homer, I mean, for the first five innings, it was putrid. It was really bad. They weren't working very many counts. Um, I guess super early in the game, they I, I thought they were better, and then once – everything kind of exploded. It, it went away, which I, you know, it's, it's tough to be in a really aggressive mindset when you're down six runs in the pouring rain, I guess. But, you know, you're, you're still professionals and getting paid a lot of money. Let's, let's buck up. And, and they did, they did. So not even slander. They, they did buck up uh, that inning, the big inning, very impressive for a lot of reasons. One was the patience Austin Meadows is not a very good hitter against left-handed pitching. And I know he got hit, so like kind of a bailout almost. But he still worked the count full and spit on a lot of low sliders. And that those sliders low and away on lefty-lefty lefty matchups are brutal. I mean, Akil Badu, two batters before him, struck out on that, right? So, also, I don't mind at all Badu getting that at bat. I guess they didn't really have a choice unless you were going to pinch hit Garneau. But I don't even think you really have any – you don't have any other outfielders to put out there. You would have had to move Hasi to corner outfield and then Garneau to catcher. Yeah, that would have been – you would have had to do some some mental gymnastics there for that one. But, um, yeah, I, I, was, uh, I, I was really impressed with the patience that inning. And I think if we had that approach at the plate earlier, we, we might have had a different outcome. Now, in general, we had five unearned runs and lost by four. So – or what two we lost by two right it was nine to seven yeah so just in general if, if that error doesn't happen if Jamer throws him out at first base we're talking about a much different ball game here much different ball game now they might go to different relievers out of the pen but their bullpen's kind of shot right now too you can't really play that game in baseball because so many different things would have happened afterwards right um, but it, it certainly would have been a much different ball game if we didn't give up five unearned runs off of poor defense. Five. That is unbelievable. Five unearned runs. 
man, what a brutal game. What it just, it, it was just a, a gross, just bleh, everything about it. Just, just a gross game, except for that one inning where the offense woke up. Um, Eric Haas struggling a little bit as far as like his hit production. I still am not worried because I still think he's taking really good at bats. I kind of talked about that. Was that yesterday or two days ago? I praised him. I don't know. Sometime this week I've praised him. I still believe all that. And I think the hits will come just getting a little partially unlucky and still having some strikeouts mixed in there, but I still really like his approach at the plate this season. Um, what else? I think that might be it. Victor Reyes. Shout out Victor Reyes, man. I deserve to, to uh, he deserves a shout out because that that's a dude that has been for whatever reason, very controversial. And I have voiced my opinion on quite a bit because he is controversial. Never said he, he didn't have a spot on a major league ball club. That's for sure. And uh, he, he's been really impressive this season, especially stepping up in that role where we've had so many injuries and he's had to kind of just be one of the guys that, that has to step up and be productive. These losses certainly aren't on Victor. So, so shout out Vic. Um, and then, yeah, Austin Meadows just continues to rake. I think that's everything I wanted to cover. Torkelson first bomb. Torkelson first bomb. And a two-hit game. Had a nice single in uh, into left too, man. Oh, He's here. He's here. It's time, baby. It's time. He's here. I think that's all I wanted to cover today. Thanks for making Locked On Tigers your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On MLB. Host Paul Francis Sullivan, please call him Sully, brings you his unique perspective on the major leagues past and present. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast, including YouTube, just like us. That'll do it. A little bit of a shorter episode today, but we've been running long in the last three or four days. So uh, we're, we're about due for a, for a little bit of a shorter app. Um, tomorrow, Kansas city, it will be Mize versus who do you think they have going out for him? Oh, Brad Keller. Okay. So Mize versus Keller for tomorrow night in Cincy, eight ten start. That'll be a fun one. I'm so glad night games are coming back, man. I'll be honest with you. I cannot stand day games. And like people get so mad at me when I say that, because like baseball really is like, uh, you know, originally, obviously before they had big lights, then you could play in the nighttime is like, was built to play in the daytime, but I, I can't stand day games, man. I can't, I haven't been to a baseball game on a Sunday and I couldn't even tell you how long I can like opening days different. Cause that's just like a whole event downtown. You wake up early. Like that's part of the thing. Like, like oh, a day playoff game. Gross dude. Oh my gosh. Like what? What a hor horrible planning that is. Just, I'll take a night game over a day game every single day of the week. Haha, <laughs> get it? So I'm glad that we're going to start getting some night games mixed in here again. Uh, usually, they always do this, right? The first couple of weeks, they, they always play a, a, just a bunch of day games. Um, but I'm glad that that part of us is almost behind us. I'm ready for some for just night games every night, baby. I'm, I'm so tired of day games. Okay, now I'm actually done. Peace and love. Going to therapy's dope. And I will catch y'all tomorrow. Hopefully recapping a win. Lost the first two series against better teams. The Red Sox and White Sox are better teams. Dropped two series to start off the year. The Royals, you are better than the Kansas City Royals. You are comfortably better. You have more talent. You have more pitching. You have a better offense. You are better. Go prove it this weekend. All right? 
See you tomorrow. Peace. Go Tigers.